Hi everyone, you're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you all for joining us again tonight. Thanks so much. We're going to start very soon. We're going to start very, very soon. Well, while we're still waiting, let's just... Can you all tell me where you're like watching from? If you're watching from the US or you're watching from Nigeria, Lagos, just, just stay right there. Just stay right there if you're watching, wherever you're watching from, before we get started. I'm so excited. I'm pumped up for today. I'm so excited for today. I'm, I'm excited and so pumped up to see what the Lord is going to do in our midst today. It's been, it's been such a huge preparation for this praying, fasting, waiting, and I can't just wait to see what the Lord is going to do today. Well, okay. Tony from Lubbock, Texas, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, okay. And they will be changed. I really love the song by Minister G. You see, it's it inspires me and inspires me to pray. So I oh Manuel, you're welcome. You're welcome to this live. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining tonight. I know it's late over there. It's about 12 a.m. and you still decided to join. Thank you so much. Before we get really started into today's um, FIF third edition, um, I just want you all to know that this edition is also going to be on my podcast because I've been receiving lots of messages from people asking, can we get the recorded um, version or where is it aired on? So it's going to be on Abba's Word Podcast. I have a page called Abba's Word Podcast. And you can just follow on Instagram and it's going to be the recording of this episode is going to be on Abba's World Podcast. You can find it on Anchor. You can find it on um, where else? Google. Yeah. Google Play. I, no, not Google Play. What am I saying? You can find it on Anchor. You can find it on Spotify. You can, you can find it on um, um, Play, not the Play Store. Google Podcast. Yeah. Google Podcast. And so many other podcast streaming services so you're going to find this recording on there just in case you missed it so feel free to like go back there and listen to it again even though we don't have enough data or um internet is poor to just listen to it on instagram alone so i'm trying to have it everywhere since we're going to be doing this every month as the lord has instructed me to do okay so let's get started i'm so excited for today and i'm so pumped up to see what the lord has for us the lord has a huge like he has he has huge things to tell us tonight and i can't wait for us to just listen not just you i'm also listening i'm also learning as we dive into the word of god to see what the lord has to say to us today to see how we're supposed to live our lives as believers so i'm excited to get started so before we get started i want you all to just begin to soak and begin to pray and begin to ask the lord to begin to speak to your heart ask him to have his way ask him to speak to you through this life um this is something that the lord has asked me to do and ever since then i've been i've i've been seeing changes not just in my life but in the life of others so let's just begin to pray first the lord first of all let's thank god for bringing us again to the third edition of um fan into flames and for this time we have a theme right we have a theme called true vibe so i was excited when the lord said this is 
going to be the theme and the lord has lots of things to tell us tonight which i'm so pumped up about so let's just get started by thanking the lord for bringing us again let's thank him for technology let's thank him for instagram lord jesus we just want to thank you thank you jesus for another time thank you for another grace thank you for your mercy thank you because your mercies are new every morning thank you because you are good you're such a great god thank you for your love Thank you for the internet. Thank you for Instagram. Thank you for everything. Thank you for technology. Thank you because you're not limited by these things. Thank you because we can still, we can still take your banner and still raise the banner of Jesus high, even with our platforms. Thank you for the people that are, that will be listening. Thank you because you're coming to teach us tonight. Thank you because we are here to soak in your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for myself. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm so sorry about that, guys. I think the internet just went off. The weather has been really, 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 really good here in Lubbock. It's not been so good. So let's just keep praying. I'm really sorry the internet went off earlier, so I had to go back and log on. But that won't stop our prayer. Let's just keep praying and let's keep thanking the Lord. Let's keep thanking him. Let's keep thanking him. Just call him sweet names. Just tell him, tell him how good he has been to you. Tell him how great he has been to you. Just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to thank the Lord wherever you are now. He gave you the breath of life. He gave you strength. He gave you peace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ruth is here to say thank you, Lord. I am nothing without your grace. I am nothing without you, Jesus. You are the air that I breathe. You are the song that I sing. You are the air in my lungs. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are my life. You are my peace. You are my strength. You are my king. You are my lover. You are my father you are my daddy thank you jesus because you are a good god we thank you for your mercies we thank you for your grace we thank you for every person listening right now we thank you for those that are listening thank you for those that are here thank you for myself thank you for fanning to flames thank you for the third edition jesus we thank you we thank you we are so grateful i am so grateful jesus La Janina Mazi Velekov's Elementi Bregado Sendelivaye. Thank you for every athlete that is listening to me right now. Thank you for every person that is listening to me right now. Every boy, every girl, every man, every woman, every person. Thank you because they are listening right now. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Oh God, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. Jesus, we are grateful. 
grateful. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your name. Thank you for your power. Thank you for talent. Thank you for food on our tables. Thank you for food on our tables. Thank you for clothes on our bodies. Thank you, Jesus, for water to drink. Thank you, Jesus, for not making us empty. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful for what you do. We are so grateful for how you do it. We are so grateful for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we've come to drink from you, as we've come to know your word, as we've come to fellowship with you, we pray that you begin to speak to our hearts. Begin to ask the Lord to speak to your hearts tonight. Begin to ask the Lord to show himself. Begin to ask the Lord to speak to your heart. Begin to ask the Lord to open, to open your hearts to receive from him. Father, I ask that you begin to open our hearts to receive your word tonight. I ask that you open our hearts to receive your word tonight. I ask that you open our hearts to receive your word tonight. In the name of Jesus, open our hearts to receive your word tonight. Open our hearts to receive your word tonight, Lord Jesus. Let our hearts be filled with your word. Let our hearts be open to receive. We pray that blind eyes, the blind eyes will see. We pray in the name of Jesus that the deaf will hear. In the name of Jesus, your word will go into the hearts of men and it will begin to bear fruits. In the name of Jesus. Your hearts will our hearts will be changed our hearts will be transformed for you said in your word in Romans 8 verse 1 you said oh God that we should not be conformed to the patterns of the sword but we should be transformed we pray that you help us to be transformed let your word transform us let your word transform us let your word transform us we ask that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to understand your word tonight that we are going to live here as changed people we will live as changed people we will live as changed people in the name of jesus that your word will make a change in our hearts your word will change our minds your word will change our thought patterns your word will change our thought patterns it will change the way we think it will change the way we see things it will change the way we speak way we speak in the name of Jesus that as we live here tonight we are going to see your word in a total manifestation in our lives that we are going to be a walking manifestation of the word of God in the name of Jesus we pray oh God that you reveal yourself to us tonight you reveal yourself to us tonight as we have decided to to 
dive into your word that father you reveal your word to us tonight you reveal yourself to us tonight as we see your word you we shall see ourselves in you we shall see the way we ought to ask we shall see the way we ought we, we, we ought to move we shall see the way we ought to see in the name of jesus that our eyes will be open to the word of god tonight we will live as changed people we will live as changed people we will live as people that know christ we will live as people that have decided to walk with jesus no matter the cost in the name of jesus father we thank you we thank you for your word we thank you because your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path we thank you amazing god because you are good and because you are kind thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah in jesus name we pray amen 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 um for those that just joined us um thank you so so much for joining us on the third episode of um fif which is fan into flames praise god which is fan into flames um the third edition and our theme is the true vine the true vine that's our theme for um this edition i am i don't even know i'm so excited i'm so excited guys i'm so excited so our theme is the true vine the true vine so today the lord is going to speak to you and i not just you because i'm also here to receive and i'm here to learn so we are going to hear from the word of god and we're going to get pumped up we're going to grow by his grace um again if you're just coming on i i have a podcast and it's called abba's word podcast it's on spotify it's on um google cast yes it's on anchor it's on it's on different places so you can just check abba's word podcast so this recording or this episode is going to be on abba's word podcast just in case you can't come on instagram or you're not on instagram uh, for now you can always go on spotify on amazon music um wherever you do your, like you do your listening you can definitely check for abba's word um podcast on there it's going to be uploaded there once the life is over so feel free to go um listen to it again and let it bless you and let the lord um speak to you again through that yeah with that being said let's dive into what god has for us tonight tonight let's dive into what god has for us can someone type praise the lord can someone type i am excited i am i am i am i'm actually excited i am actually excited because at first i was like oh my god lord what do you want me to say what am i supposed to say what am i supposed to do but yes god has definitely called us to do this so we praise god we praise god we praise god now let's get started if you open um your bible to john chapter 15 John chapter 15, verse from verse 1. So we'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 4. Okay? Yeah, from verse 1 to verse 4. Yeah, we'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 4. John chapter 15 from verse 1 to verse 4. Praise God. Thank you. John 15 from verse 1 to verse 4. So before we read, um, let's just pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for another time. Thank you for being our father and being our daddy. Thank you because you love us. Thank you because we love you. Thank you because your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray, Lord, 
that as we're about to get into your word, we pray, O oh Lord, that you help us to see you. We pray, Lord, that flesh will not have his way. I pray that they won't see me, Lord, but they will see you, that we will all see you speaking to us in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that your word begins to change our hearts, change our thought patterns, change our minds, change our spirits, and change our souls. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I see you all typing praise the Lord. You guys are pumped up, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, let's get started. Okay, now let's read John chapter 15 from verse 1 to 4. So if you have your Bible, let's go ahead and dig into what that verse is saying. Okay, so John chapter 15 from verse 1 to 4, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Verse 2 says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, it prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3 now. Verse 3 says, Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Last but not the least, verse 4. Okay, no problem. <laughs> verse 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a lot to unpack, right? This is a whole lot. Now, first of all, the way I love to read my Bible is um, I literally go from verse to verse and then I go from word to word, if that makes sense. So I go from verse to verse and then I go from word to word. What is each word saying? And then I look again. Who is... who? who 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 is speaking at this point who is the person talking and who is he talking to why is he saying that who is he talking to yeah so first off we see i as the first word in john chapter 15 no matter the translation you use it's going to start with i if you're using niv kjb whatever translation in john chapter 15 the first word or the first um yeah first word first letter yes first letter you see is this i so now we see I am the true vine. So who is I? Who is who is this person saying, hey, what's up? I'm the true vine. Hey, like there's no other true vine. I am the true vine. This person is like, this person is confident. This person is very sure that he is the true vine. So this person saying I is Jesus. Jesus is the one telling us that he's the true vine. Now it says true. Now we've already established I, right? I is Jesus. And now it says I am the true vine. It says the true vine, not just true. Yes, yeah, of course. Yes. Um, like I said earlier, it's going to be on you can follow Abba's Word Podcast on Instagram and you can click the link on Abba's Word Podcast on the bio and it will take you to where to where all um, Abba's Word Podcast episodes are. And I'm going to have a recording of this on Abba's Word Podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Amazon Music. It's on um, it's on different places. I'll, I'll make sure I state it on my on when I post this video on Instagram. I'll make sure I have it written there. Where every place that Abba's World podcast is um, airing on. Um, thank you so much for that. So now we're talking about the true vine. It says the true vine. So when we say the, it means exactly. When you say a, it means there are other means. For example, when I say this is the this is this is the person it means 
there is no other there is no other person than this person and when i say this is a person it means that there are other persons right or this is a way this is a way to get there meaning there are other ways but this is one of the ways but when you say this is the way it means that there is no other thing there is no other way it is just that does that make sense so it is just that d is different from a so jesus is telling us here in john chapter 15 this verse verse 1 is saying that it's saying that i am the true vine and my father is a fine is a vine dresser we thank god um star gadgets here yeah, we thank god um i am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser so he says i am the true vine so we already established that he is the he is the like the exact one the only one so true vine which means that if there is a true there should definitely be a false does that make sense are we learning if there is a true that means that there, there should definitely be a false whatsoever has a true we definitely have a false whatsoever has a false definitely we definitely have, have a true and it says i am the true vine true vine okay we see three words the true vine we already established what they is we established what true and we established now we're about to establish vine now so what is a vine according to like dictionaries that i like to look up it says a vine is a is a plant with long flexible climbing stems that are rooted in the ground and usually have long dangling branches they have long dangling branches um so i don't know if anyone has actually seen a vine before so vines are basically plants that they crawl like i would like to say like they, they they can grow on trees they can grow on they can grow on the wall so vines can grow on the wall and they just they just keep going as long as they have some sort of support or some sort of system or some sub some sort of support system so that's exactly how a vine is but it's saying here that they are long they are flexible and a vine is also a plant that needs um that needs a strong support system if not it is easy to fall off a vine is a plant that is that needs a strong support system it is long flexible and they are rooted in the ground and they have long dangling branches so now we've established the john chapter john chapter 15, chapter 15 verse 1 we've established i so who is the i again i said i is jesus that was that that this is jesus talking and he says i am the true vine so would i said the means basically the exact one if we say supposing the bible said i am a true vine it means that there are other types of vines so but when it says the it means exact like there is no other one but the exact one and it says true which means if there is true, there is also a false. But Jesus is telling us here that other vines, other things that you think that's oh, um, that can that can give you the peace you're looking for, that can give you the support you're looking for, that can give you the 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 blessings, the the grace, the speed, whatsoever you need as a child of God, whatsoever you need as a person, they are all false. And God is saying here that I am the true vine. That's what Jesus is telling us that He is the true vine. And what is a vine again? now what are the characteristics of a vine a vine gives life to the branches which makes them capable of producing fruits let's look at the characteristics of a vine the first characteristics of a vine is that a vine gives what a vine gives life to the branches which makes them capable of producing fruits so 
is god jesus is saying here that he's the one that gives us life does that make sense jesus is saying here that he's the one that gives us life he's the one that gives us life he's he's, he's literally life himself the scripture says that jesus is the way the truth the life is the way remember not a way like we already established is the truth and is the life so he's saying here that jesus is the life and he says and he goes on to say in john 15 verse 1 that and my father is the vine dresser so who is jesus talking about here when he says i am the true vine my father is the vine dresser he's talking about his father god he's saying god is the vine dresser and who is a vine dresser a vine dresser is a gardener or we say a gardener some some version says and my father is the gardener so who is a gardener? A gardener is someone that takes care of the plant, a person who prunes, a person who trains, and a person who cultivates vines. So we look at those three words. We said the um, dictionary gave us the definition of a vine dresser or a gardener. And it says it's someone that takes care of a plant, a person that prunes, and a person that cultivates. Now, this when you look at all of these traits, the only thing that 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 I see is basically who God is. God prunes, God trains, God cultivates. Does that make sense? As children of God, God trains us, He prunes us, He cultivates us. And I know you might be asking, why does God have to do all of that with us? The the rest of the or the rest of this verse will definitely tell us the answer when we go further now back to what are the characteristics of vines remember who is the true vine jesus jesus is telling us that he is the true vine there is no other vine another characteristics okay okay let's still look at that first characteristic it says well the, the vine gives life to the branches which makes them capable of producing fruits let's turn our bibles to john chapter 14 14 verse 6 yes john john chapter 14 verse 6 okay it says jesus said to them i am the way i am the truth and i am the life that's exactly what i was saying earlier that jesus is the way the truth the life so basically if the vine is what gives life to the branches as jesus is our vine which means that jesus gives us life jesus shows us the way jesus is the truth he, he, he doesn't just have truth in him. He is truth in himself. He doesn't just have a way to wherever you're going to. He's the way in himself. He, do, he doesn't just have life. He is life in himself. It's one thing for someone to have life. And it's one thing for someone to be life. Does that make sense? I can say, okay, yes, I have life. I'm living. But the question is, am I life? I am not like Jesus is life. So because Jesus is also in me and because Jesus is in you, once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, his life-giving spirit is dwelling on your inside. His life-giving spirit begins to produce life out of you. And life is beyond just living. Life is basically, life starts when you begin to live for Christ. Does that make sense? Life starts or life begins when you begin to live for Christ. When you begin to know who your vine is. When you begin to know where your support that comes from. When you begin to know where your help, where your nutrients come from. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's keep going. Verse 2. Now we've already established 
verse 1 of John chapter 15 that says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. And we see there that God is the vine dresser. And what did we say a vine dresser is? A vine dresser is, is, is also a gardener that does what? That cultivates, that prunes and that trains. And we see all of these characteristics in God. How will I put this? Okay, God is not complicated. Does that make sense? He's not complicated. I always say this, God is simple but yet deep. He is not complicated. God can basically speak to you through the things that are around you. That is, that is how simple God can be. That is how simple God can come down to your level to make you understand his deep things. Hallelujah. So let's get down to verse 2. Verse 2 says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away hallelujah every branch in me that does not bear fruit it prunes that it may bear more fruit i don't want us to go to this verse two years i feel the spirit of god is still leading me to say more about the vine praise god when the branch of a vine is cut off is cut off from the vine it loses its ability to produce fruits when a branch is cut off from the vine it loses its ability to produce fruits remember we said that the character remember we just learned that the characteristics of a vine is what is to give life to the branches and if you go to um okay if you go to verse four verse four verse four verse four says abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruits unless it's unless it abides in the vine neither can you and verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So God is already telling us, Jesus is beginning to expantiate things here. Who is the vine? Who is the branches? So Jesus is saying, we've already established that Jesus is the vine. While we are the branches. And if the characteristics of a vine is that the vine gives life to the branches, which means that when the branch is taken out of the vine, the branch can never have life. The branch can never have life. Why? Because it is not connected to the vine. Okay, let me make this simple and plain. For example, if you're about to charge your phone, right? And you plug it into the socket. And you then um, take the piece where you plug into your phone. Then you realize that the phone is not charging. The reason your phone might not be charging is because probably there is no electricity. It's plugged in, but there is no electricity. That's how some people's lives are. You are plugged in, but you are not connected to Jesus. You are plugged in, but you are not, you are not receiving his life. While there's another category of people where they have what it takes to be plugged in, but they are not connected. If you have your phone charger and you do not plug it to the socket when there is electricity, there is no way that your phone will be able to charge. It will die. So Jesus is telling us here, in conclusion or to summarize all of this is saying that we should be connected as we are the branches of him because a branch cannot get the nutrients from the vine if the branch is not connected so if you want to get the full nutrients if you want life you have to stay in the place of life if you want to become something for example if you want to become a doctor you have to go to the school of medicine right yes exactly so there is no way that you become something if you are not surrounded or if you are not taught by that thing. 
Does that make sense? So Jesus is telling us right now and here that he is the vine. He is the true vine, not the places you go to, not the club, not, 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 not homosexuality, not all of these things. No, but Jesus is saying that he is the true vine, not the songs you listen to, not your own faith, but the faith in Christ Jesus is saying that he is the true vine. That's what makes us whole. It gives us life. There is no other life than Jesus. There is no other vine. That is why I said he is the true vine. Because there are other false ones. There, there are some vines that will make you think that, um, oh, I'm a true vine. Actually, when I was getting ready, when I was getting ready for this, um, for everything, I was just making my research on what are vines. I got to realize that, that there are some fake vines. Like, I literally saw it in a research. They said, um, there are some fake vines. Like, there are fake vines. I said, hmm, that means if there are fake vines physically, like for trees, then there should definitely be fake vines spiritually, right? There should definitely be fake vines as we live this life for Christ. And what are fake vines? <laughs> fake vines can be, fake vines, for, for example, can be things that you've, 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 you've decided to rely on. Fake vines are things that look like kids, but they are not. Fake vines are those people lots of times you surround yourself with that you say, oh, these are like Christian-like, but they don't act like Christ. Fake vines are those things that you have decided to solidify your life and your faith on. You solidify your life and your faith on friends. You solidify your life and your faith on alcohol. You solidify your life and your faith on social media. Those are fake vines. Because the vine is not strong. Because the vine cannot support you. There's a parable in the Bible. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, there's a parable of two houses. One house was built on sand. One, another house was built on the rock. The wind came. The storm came. The rain came. The house that was built on sand was smashed away and was tossed by all of those turbulences. But the house that was built on rock stood. Well, why, why did the house stand? Because the house was rooted. Because the house was rooted on a solid rock. And Jesus is telling us he's the only one that can give us life. He's the only one that can give support. He's the only one that can give nutrients to the branch. Lots of us are looking for nutrients. Lots of us are looking for nutrients in places that don't have nutrients. You're looking for, for life. You're looking for validation. You're looking for power. You're looking to be, to be known, wanting to be heard, wanting to be seen, wanting to be... You know, to just be known, just the craving for fame and all of these things. And at the end of the day, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And that is why Jesus came to save us from destruction. Because we cannot save ourselves. We cannot provide our self-life. We cannot provide ourselves these nutrients. If we could provide ourselves life, Jesus wouldn't have come. There was no point of him coming. If we never had to produce fruit, there was no point of Jesus dying. But because he knew, he knows that we need life. And life is beyond just having luxurious things. Life is beyond success, athletically. Life is beyond what you've achieved as a business person, as an as 
as someone that is in education life is beyond some life is beyond gaining degrees life is beyond marriage life is beyond having boyfriends and girlfriends life is beyond drinking alcohol life is beyond sleeping around life is beyond that life is beyond having luxurious things life is jesus and that is what the word of god is telling us in john chapter 14 verse 6 because when you stay connected to that vine you will flourish when god made adam and eve adam and eve when god made adam and eve the bible says that he blessed them and he told them go increase and multiply be fruitful at that moment it says be fruitful which means that god knows that we as we that he has created we have to bear fruit any tree that does not bear fruit is unfruitful so we are, we are going to look at what type of fruit is god is jesus is god talking about here and god told them to bear fruit because at that moment they were connected at that moment they had not seen that was before the fall they were connected he said be fruitful they were connected they knew there was intimacy in that garden of eden between god and adam and eve because the bible says that it will come it, it will come during the cool of the night to come and spend time with adam and eve they were connected so god has ordained us to be fruitful but lots but in this day and age we see fruitfulness as gaining all of the things and all the masteries that we planned in our head we see fruitfulness as gaining as much degree as we want we see fruitfulness as keep as as no i'm not satisfied i want i want to gain that i'm not i want to gain more degrees i want to gain more followers i want to gain more people's attention i want to gain more prs i want to gain more medals we see fruitfulness as all material things except the things that god has said it should be but tonight the lord said he's going to shine his light on in the hearts of men he said he will shine his light in the hearts of people and open their eyes because lots of us in this day and age we've gotten blinded by so many things by so many things by so many things now we said the first characteristics of a vine or features of a vine is that the vine gives life to the branches which makes them capable of producing fruits and we already established that because we are the branches and jesus is the vine once we are connected to jesus we definitely have life and we begin to produce fruits because we are connected in other words when once we are disconnected we are not alive praise god another um another characteristics of the vine is that vine produces all the nutrients the plant needs to bring forth the fruits so if we go to john chapter 14 verse 4 john chapter 14 verse 4 is it john 14 verse 4 okay it says that and you know the way to where and it says and you know the way to where i'm going and this was this was god this was jesus this was jesus speaking to thomas this was jesus speaking to his people he says thomas was like um, why not like why not show us the father yeah thomas said in my father's no jesus said in my father's house there are many rooms if we if it were not so i wouldn't have told you that i go to prepare a place for you and if i go prepare a place for you i will come and take you myself that where i am you may be also and you know the way to where i am going 
and that's when it goes back to john to john 14 verse 5 saying lord we do not know and jesus said i am the way i'm the truth and the life so basically once we are in the vine we definitely will produce fruits like it is of it is it is just it is just we just need to produce fruit there is no two ways about it it's either you are in the vine or you are not in you are not in the vine there's no two ways about it like how people say oh i'm 50 50. No, there's nothing, there's nothing like 50-50. Satan just uses that to deceive you. Satan uses 50-50 to, be, to deceive you. He'll be like, oh, I mean, yeah, I serve Jesus on, I go to church on Sunday, and then Monday to Saturday, I just, you know, I live my life. I just, I mean, you have to live a balanced life, right? Do not be deceived when people say live a balanced life of, you know, mixing God and the world. The Bible says that whosoever is for Jesus, whosoever is walking with Jesus, Whosoever is a friend of God is an enmity to the world. Whosoever is a friend of God is an enemy to the world. So if you are a friend of God, you are definitely an enemy to the world. And if you are an enemy to God, you are definitely a friend of the world. You cannot be in two places at the same time. It's either Ruth is here or she's there. Does that make sense? You cannot be black and white. Like this is the season where we have to stand up as believers and say enough is enough. You cannot let Satan to keep deceiving you of saying you are 50-50. There is nothing like that. That does not exist. It is either you are all in for Christ. It's either you are connected or you are not connected. I've never seen a tree that is connected and disconnected at the same time. A tree is either cut down all the way or is not even, or is not even grown at all. Or it is either totally connected or totally disconnected. So you have to choose today whom you whom you will serve. Are you going to be connected to the true vine? Will you be connected to the person that can give you life? Or you'll be connected to the world? You know, John chapter 10 verse 10 says, now, Jesus was talking there that Satan comes to steal, to kill and destroy. I always call it SKD for short because I just love acronyms. I love acronyms. And... He comes to steal, kill, destroy. And Jesus said, but I have come. So Jesus is telling you that, that all hope isn't lost. There is, there is hope. There is hope for you. There is hope for you because he has come to do what? To give life and give it more abundantly. That is what divine does. God is telling us there that he has sent his son Jesus to be our true vine. To give us life where we cannot give ourselves life. Why won't you let the person that resurrected himself from the grave give you life? Nobody had to go to the grave and say, Jesus, you said you resurrected on the third day. Like, come on. Like, we are, we are waiting for you. No. Instead, when they went to the tomb to see where Jesus lay, angels appeared and said, what are you looking, what are you looking for? The person you are searching for is not here. Behold, he's not here. He's risen. He's risen. He is a life-giving spirit. He is life. He is life in himself. And he's telling us today to stay connected to him. And another characteristic of a vine is that the, the plant of a vine cannot stand up on their own. It needs support. It needs support. So it says that we are the branches. We definitely cannot stand on our own. We need the support of our vine. We need the support of Jesus. As a child of God, there is no way that you can ever do things on your own. If your life is solely, solely based, solely into him, you are soaked and you are abiding in him. The Bible says, abide in me and I in you. 
if you abide in him there is no way you take you make decisions by yourself as a child of god in fact your life and your allegiance is solely unto god where whatsoever step you want to take you begin to ask the lord that is a life that has totally been consecrated in christ that is a life that has totally decided to abide in christ no matter the cost that is a life that has totally had has decided to depend on jesus you can never do things on your own you cannot bible says in proverbs chapter 3 it says that trust in the lord with all your heart excuse me lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path lots of us acknowledge god in the middle of our way not in the beginning or we have or we decide to acknowledge him at the end when we, when we realize that oh i guess i went with my own wisdom and things didn't turn out the way i wanted it to and the lord is telling us here that we need his support as the branches if we want to sprout if we want to grow if we want to expand we need his support we need his help we need his strength we need his life we need his peace we need his nature hallelujah the next characteristics of a vine is that a vine grows fast and spread but does not bear fruit until two to seven years and when i when i when i read this that a vine grows fast remember a vine grows fast it spreads but it doesn't bear fruit till until two to seven years that's a long time that's a long time so when you be, when you begin to see that as a child of god it's like it's like <laughs> the way things are going for you is not it's not the way it's going for other people that are of the world like things are just coming for them and it's all is just coming out it's just coming this way that way that fast one thing i've learned about jesus is that before god takes you to the throne it disciplines you it disciplines you in the palace before he sits you on the throne what does what does that mean let's look at the story of david before david became a king god already sent prophet samuel to go and anoint him and david was invited to the palace by saul because there was a there was an evil spirit sent from god to torment saul right david was in he was in the palace at that time but he was not a king david understood his times and his seasons david was not in a hurry to stay and to mount on the throne even if he was already anointed david understood this he understood times he understood seasons if i were to be david i'd have been like why will god come and send somebody to anoint me when the king is still here Shebi, if you want to anoint me and the king is there i cannot chase him away now yeah chase me away and let me start being on the throne at that moment but david was patient david was patient remember it says a the plant of a vine grows fast and spread and spread but does not bear fruit until two to seven years david understood seasons and times david knew that the time of anointing is not this is, is not the same time it's not the same time where you mount into that position because there is always a time of preparation and this leads us to the next verse that we'll be looking at later today there is always a time of preparation for every believer for every child of god every seed that the lord has planted in you it does not just start sprouting on that day there is always a time 
There is always a time for your season. I always tell people it is very, very important as children of God to understand our times and seasons so that when you are in test, you will not be praying a prayer of the law of God deliver me. Instead, you pray the prayer of grace. Apostle Paul said, Three times I begged the Lord to take the stone away from me. But the Lord said, My grace is sufficient for you. There is a time where we go through the through through a phase where the Lord is saying, I have kept you in the palace, but it's not a time to mount the throne. We have to do some operations and some workings and some things in you before you mount the position that I already anointed you for. Before God takes you to a place, he puts you in that surrounding to see your attitude and to see your character. And if you fail, you definitely not amount to uh, you definitely definitely not amount to what the Lord has already prepared. Praise God. Now let's go to verse two. Verse two of John chapter fifteen. It says, "Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, it prunes it that it may bear more fruit." So we see two types. We see two categories of branches here, right? With the first category we see is a branch that does not bear fruit. That's one. The second category we see is a branch that is a branch that bears fruit. Now let's start with the first category, a branch that does not bear fruit. What does what will God do with that type of branch that does not bear fruit? Let's go ahead and dive into it. Praise the Lord. Every branch that bears no fruit, the Lord said, it takes away. Which means that God is interested in both the vine that bears fruit and the vine that doesn't bear fruit. So he's interested in both. No one is left out. Whether you're bearing fruit or you're not bearing fruit, the Lord is still interested in you. And what he will do to you will determine if you're bearing fruit or not. And we see here that God is very detailed, even to the list of the branch. Now let's look at the branch that does not bear fruit. So the branch that does not bear fruit is basically the branch that exhibits the fruits of our sinful nature. The sinful nature of sin, sinful nature of every anything that has sin encompassed in it. The pride of life, the lust of the flesh, jealousy, envy, malice, name it, masturbation, fornication, name it, whatsoever it is. So it's basically the that basically that fruit, that any branch that produces a fruit outside the fruit of the spirit isn't producing any fruits at all because fruits are meant to be sweet fruits are meant to fruits are meant to literally have nutrients or have a very great impact to play in the person's body there are fruits that are very very sweet that are very 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 nutritious well i've not seen any fruit that is not nutritious for the body i've not seen any fruit that has no vital function or has no particular function for the body but God is saying here that every fruit that does not, every branch that does not produce fruit, it takes away. So what type of fruit is Jesus talking about here? We already established that the fruits, anything that has to do with sin, anything that has sin encompassed in it. But because the fruits of our sinful nature is terrible. And God does not count that as a fruit. Anything that does not produce the fruit of the spirit and what is the fruit of the spirit we see that in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 it says the fruit of the spirit is law is 
love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, self-control. Self-control. We see that these are all the fruits of the Spirit. So, my question to you is that what fruit are you producing? When you look at your life, do you see love? Do you see peace? Do you see patience? Do you see fruitfulness? Do you see gentleness? Do you see self-control? What type of fruits are you producing? So whatever fruits you look at your life today and whatever you are producing determines God's action towards you. Determines if that fruit will be taken away or determines if it's going to be pruned to produce more fruits. I realize that God does not waste time. He removes and he approves things that he has not planted. Once you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you are walking with him daily, seeking to know him, seeking to know his face, he begins to do a surgical, a spiritual surgical operation in you. As you read the word of God, it, it doesn't, you don't just read it, it reads you. God begins to show you a part of yourself that he does not love. God begins to show you a part of yourself that he does not like because if he already dwells on the inside of you, he expects you to produce what is already in him. So what is already in Jesus already begins to, it, it, it transfers in you and you begin to be an epitome and a vessel of who Jesus is. That is why, because when the presence of the Lord is with you, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, wherever you are is where God is. Wherever you are is where God is because why? His spirit is living in you because he dwells in you he said because he says we should abide in him and he in us so you see it's not a one way he says abide in me and i in you abide in me and i in you when i say i don't okay let me say christianity yeah christianity is only the religion where you see that christ where you see that christ is willing to abide in his in, in the one he created if you look at Buddha, what all, all other rubbish religions, they don't have a relationship with their God. Their God does not live in them. It is the demonic spirits that comes with worshipping their God that lives in them. But the one that created us decided to live in us. We, we are seen is not a one way. If we abide in him, he also abides in us. Which means that whatsoever is in the nature of Jesus begins to be in our nature. That's why it says that whosoever is in christ is a new creature the reason you are a new creature is not because you just as you said accepted him it's like everything on your body just changed on your inside no it's because he has come into you he is the new creature in you so because he is in you you are now a new creature not just because you are you only said the prayer because he's in you you are now a new creature because he has decided to make his home in your life in your body in your heart he has decided to make his own here. That's why the Bible says that our body is the temple of God. We are walking temples. You are a walking temple because Christ lives in you. You are a walking temple because Jesus is on your inside. That's why you cannot just go anywhere. That's why you are restricted to places. As a child of God, you should not be seen in the club. You should not be seen in the bar. You should not be seen... In indulging in anything that is sinful because Christ dwells on your inside so we walk with a consciousness that the father dwells in me we walk in a con with a consciousness that there is a fruit that is being pruned that is being grown in on the inside of me when you see that your life is not working in, in accordance to the nature of Jesus Christ 
that's where you go back to ask the lord to uproot whatsoever that he has not planted which takes us to matthew chapter matthew chapter 15 verse 5 matthew yeah matthew chapter 15 verse 5 to just round it up it says whatsoever my father has not planted yeah matthew chapter 15 verse verse 5 it says Okay, I guess I missed the scripture. No, Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. I'm sorry. Matthew 15, 13. Okay, it says, He answered, Every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be rooted up. God does not waste time. Whatever he has not planted, he takes it out. Straight up. Like, he takes it out. And in that moment of God taking things out, that's, it can be really painful. But when we when you are under a surgical operation when you're under operation in the medical in the medical field for example it can be very painful okay when they are performing the surgical operation they probably put you on anesthesia if that's how they say anesthesia or whatever and you sleep off and then when you wake up you definitely feel some type of pain maybe just a little or mild but you, but you still feel some type of pain it's the same thing when the lord is operating things that are not supposed to be in us now let's go to the second one let's go to the second branch the second branch is the branches that bear fruit so we see here that god prunes the branches that bear fruit why so it may bear more fruit if we look at let's 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 just go back a little bit to who a vine dresser is right this we we learned that a vine dresser is a guard is also a gardener hmm? a gardener or a vine dresser which other however you want to call it a vine dresser or a gardener they prune they train and they cultivate a plant why because they need the plants to bear more fruits and that's exactly what god does because he wants you to bear more fruit in him because he wants people to smell his his, his fragrance wherever you go because he's in you it will prune whatsoever fruit that is there that is bearing fruit so it will bear more fruit so we see bearing fruits and we see bearing more fruits so you can be bearing fruits but you might not be bearing more fruits praise the lord you can be bearing fruits but you might not be bearing more fruits because it's one thing to bear fruits it's one other thing to bear more fruits more fruits the lord is calling us to a higher standard he's saying yes i am seeing that you are bearing fruits but you can do more God is saying, yes, I, I am seeing that you are spending time with me, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, but you can go deeper. I am seeing that you are preaching to your friends, but you can even get, you, 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 you can go deeper in me. You can spend more time with me. You can spend more time with me. You can read my word. You can understand it. If only you allow me to do my work in you. Jesus is saying here that there are fruits he's expecting us to bear before because we are connected to him. He's talking about here yeah, the fruit of the spirit. He's talking about those fruits that are in him. When we say um Second Corinthians, yes, that talks about love is patience, love is kind. We see all of these things in God. Why? Because God is love. Love is not God, it's God that is love. Does that make sense? If we say love is God, we are making love a God. Does that make sense? But we see that God is love. He does not just have love, he is love by himself god is love by himself he doesn't just have it alone he is that's why he's able to express it the reason lots of times it's hard for us to express love in our human nature is because we are not love so we need to have the one that is love living in us so we can express love hallelujah 
the reason again the reason we cannot express love naturally in our human nature is because naturally our flesh does not want to do that so the only way the only way we can express that love is when we have the love of god living in us remember express expressing love and kindness we, we, you know people 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 tend to confuse kindness and niceness um breaking news jesus never called us to be jesus never called us to be nice i'm sorry i don't accept um live requests thank you so much not um the lord has told me not to so thank you so much for wanting to be on the live um so like i said earlier god is not calling us to be to be nice is calling us to be kind because kindness is a fruit of the spirit not niceness that's why when you're just being nice you can you can be nice because you are in a good mood you can be nice because well it's a good day maybe you just got a promotion at work so you can be nice to that person because your heart is you're in a good mood but kindness kindness is shown despite your circumstance because that is a fruit of the spirit kindness is shown because the one that is kind is living in you so you can show kindness and it helps us to show that nature that is in christ remember he did not call you to be nice as a child of god he has called us to be kind not to be nice but to be kind to one another because that is who god is praise the lord now we've seen that the fruit of the spirit is what love joy peace according to galatians chapter 5 verse 22. so when you see a person exhibiting these fruits love joy peace patience kindness name it you know that definitely there is a person that owns all of that that owns all of that inside of him living in that person yes kindness requires strength this is the strength of god Thank you so much sir living in that person so in order to exhibit this fruit we need to stay connected to the person that's that is the fruit does that make sense we need to stay like stay connected to the vine which is jesus as we learned in john chapter 15 verse 1. bearing fruit is beyond success you might think that oh yes i've invested so much i've gotten degrees i've gotten awards I can tell you that bearing fruit has nothing to do with success. Bearing fruit has nothing to do with success. Nowhere in the Bible did God say, when you, when you succeed, it shows that you are bearing fruit. No. Bearing fruit is on the inside of us. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 from verse 15 to 20, it says, by no yeah matthew chapter 7 verse 20 it says by their fruits you shall know them in fact let's go there real quick matthew chapter 7 verse from verse 15 to 20. matthew 7 15 to 20. someone can help us um put it on the put it on the light please matthew chapter chapter matthew chapter 7 ruth from verse 15 to 20 holy spirit help me okay let's read matthew 7 15 to 20 it says um beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves you will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles 
So every healthy tree bears good fruits, but the diseased tree bears bad fruits. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruits, nor a diseased tree bear good fruits. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So God is telling us here that you recognize them by their fruits. There is no way that you are a child of God and you are not bearing good fruits. And there is no way that a person of the world will bear good fruits. There's a part of the Bible that says that the person that has a pure heart, pure things flows from it. And a person that has a sinful and a wicked heart, sinful things flows, flows out of it. How will I put it in? Let, let me put it in my, will I say in my native way? People say in Nigeria, lion no the bone goat, which means a lion cannot give birth to a goat. It's whatsoever that is on your inside that will flow out of you. It's whatsoever you have that will flow out of you. So if you are trying to exhibit all of these fruits, which is which is love, joy, peace, without the person that has these fruits, which is Jesus, you are only wasting your time. You are only just wasting your strength. Because the scripture says that not by power, not by might. Zachariah, Zachariah chapter 2, he says, not by power nor by might but by my spirit it's only the spirit of god that can make us bear good fruits as children of god the reason lots of people are seeing christianity as a weak as a weak lifestyle or as a weak religion i will i will put is because we as children of god have not decided to bear fruits no matter the cost we have not decided to stay connected and stay grounded. We are still mixing things and mixing frivolities. We are still associating ourselves with the frivolities of, 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 of a civilian when God has called us to be a soldier. We are still living double standard. You say you are a Christian, but you are not connected to Jesus. You say you are a Christian, but you still listen to all of these rubbish songs, this demonic music. You say you are a Christian, but you still listen to all of these demonic things that the Lord has told us to stay out from. You say you are a Christian, but you still you are still friends with the world. You still follow this. You you, you still follow people that are that are against God. You still follow people that are that are that are against the workings of God. That are anti-Christ. You think anti-Christ is just one person? Antichrist is multiple. If you are not doing the beatings and, and you are not following Jesus without looking back, you are Antichrist. Because you cannot say, I am for Christ on Sunday and from Monday to Saturday, you are not for Christ. You are either here or you are there. You are either connected or you are not connected. You are either bearing fruit or you are not bearing fruit. And there is a threat for those that are not bearing fruit. And the threat is that God will cut down. And this is not to scare. This is just to warn. And this is to enlighten. Because the Lord said today is going to open the eyes of people. So if you if you lead your Christian life thinking that you can mix things, if you live your Christian life thinking that you are not called to bear fruit, I'm here as the vessel of God by His grace to tell you that you need to bear fruit as a child of God. You need to make a decision today as to as whom will you will serve? Will you serve Baal? 
or you serve the one and only true living God. The time has come for us to stand up as soldiers of Christ. We cannot continue to be timid. We cannot continue to be disobedient and be fearful. We cannot continue to be staying at the back and hiding and say, I, I don't know how people will see me. I don't want to say the wrong things. I don't want to say controversial stuff. I don't want people to come for me. They came for Jesus. So who are you? You know, the Lord made me react, made me understand. I, today, when I was getting ready for the for this for uh, our meeting, that the reason lots of people disobey also is because they is because they are they are selfish. One and second is because. They don't have the knowledge that there are lots of destinies tied to their life. When God said I should start this FIF every month, at first I was like, what am I supposed to start? I was, I even, I mean, some of, lots of my friends that are online right now, they already know the story, like telling them, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. I don't even know if I'm saying that. But the Lord is just saying, obey. There are lots of things that the Lord has placed in every, on your heart here, listening to me or listening to me after. That you're like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't think I can. But remember that there are generations tied to you. I've, I've seen the Lord push me to say things and do things, to share testimonies. And I've seen how people have come to me and said, wow, testimonies freed them. The word of God freed them. They've seen things in a different light. Their lives are changed till now. We need to understand that there are destinies tied to our life as children of God. There are destinies tied to your hands. There are destinies tied to your soul. Not just your family. Not just your parents or your brothers and sisters or your, or your friends around you. There are destinies tied to your life. So when we remember that there are people that need to hear what the Lord has to say through us. People beyond our imaginations that the word of the Lord has to reach. We will run as fast as we can with the word of God. When God told Abraham to leave his kindred, when God told Abraham, sacrifice this, when God told Abraham, this is the covenant I will make with you that all your sons, they have to be circumcised and their foreskins have to be removed. When God told Abraham that on the eighth day, they have to be circumcised, all your sons, the ones that you have with you and the ones that you adopted, they have to be circumcised. The Bible makes us understand that the next day, Abraham began to do what the Lord. In fact, the Bible says that very day, Abraham circumcised himself and every other person. Abraham was a man that never wasted time. Abraham was a friend of God. And I realized that the reason he was also a friend of God was because of his obedience. Ah, Abraham was obedient. And before I came on, on the live, there was a particular verse that I saw. I think it's in Isaiah. Yes, Isaiah chapter Isaiah chapter 26 verse 14. Isaiah 20, 26 25, sorry, verse 14 says, The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. I don't know why I'm going on this route. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. Abraham feared the Lord. And the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. That as the sons are many, those like that is exactly how his generation and people after him will be. His children will be as many as the stars in the sky. And God fulfilled his promise to Abraham like he had said. 
Because Abraham also walked in the fear of the Lord. He made his ways known to Abraham. He made his covenant known to Abraham. If you look at the life of Moses, God also made his ways known to the life of Moses. Or known to Moses while he made his actions and his miracles to the people of Israel. And the reason is because Moses had an intimate relationship with God. Moses was connected to God. But the Israelites were not. God is calling us to be connected to him. Because we can do nothing without him. He is the true vine. True. Like there, there are other false ones that you might that you might think they are true vines. Our maybe our athletic careers. Name it your academic life, your degrees, your talents. Lots of us have made our talents our true vine. Lots of us have trusted in our talent. The scripture says some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. You might say you're trusting in God, but you may be trusting in your talents, you're trusting in your degree, you're trusting in your in your in your in your wisdom and in your understanding, you're abiding, you're making all of those things your vine. If you're trusting in your talent, that vine is false. If you're trusting in your degree, that's a false vine. Because Jesus said he's the one and only true vine. Everything you're looking for is in Christ Jesus. And not until you find Christ and come to that understanding that he's your maker. He's your potter. He knows what you need. He knows what needs to be taken out. He knows what needs to be added. Not until then, we will keep living a life filled with void. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I don't know why we had to go there real quick, but <laughs> I'm sure that the Lord wanted to say something through that too. Um, let's continue with math with um our verse john chapter 15 let's go ahead and um talk about so we're talking about the fruits that the branch that bears fruits right and it says that the branch that bears fruits he prunes he prunes he prunes he prunes so what does it mean to prune because that's what they gardener does right that's what the vine dresser does the vine dresser prunes so is the is the work of god that's his work he's doing exactly what he wants what he's supposed to do um oh so you see god is saying us Jesus is telling us right right here that every vine every branch that bears fruit it does what it prunes so we can do what bear more fruit so what is pruning pruning involves the process of cutting trimming removing Overgrowing, overgrowing branches or stems, especially to increase the fruitfulness and growth. Well, this is not my definition. This was from the dictionary. And it says it involves a process of cutting, number one. Trimming, number two. Removing, number three. <laughs> overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. So now we're seeing here that, we are seeing here now that God is not wicked right he, he doesn't just want to hurt us or he doesn't just want to say no let me just take out all of these things so my son or my daughter can feel the pain no it's because of our it's because he wants us to be more fruitful remember he says that even the branches that bears fruit it will prune it to be more fruitful so the process the reason god prunes us is for us to be more fruitful and the pruning pro the pruning process can be very very painful now this is the process that lots of believers lots of um god's children we don't like it 
nobody liked i myself i don't really like the process when god is you know training and removing and taking it's a painful process but you have to go through it and the example i always use is when you go to the doctor and the doctor says okay for for what's wrong with you right now we have to you know give you some injections or give you some shots so you can feel better at that moment you're like my body doesn't want any any sort of shot or injections like i don't like i don't i don't like injections and i don't like medicine i don't like any i don't like any i don't like any at all but the doctor is like well that's what you need because you want because you want to live right because you want to stay alive for yourself and for your family <laughs> and for all that you want to achieve you have to subject yourself under taking that shot and taking that injection so it can begin to do its work and when, once you take that injection it's like it's like your body is like your body is even feeling it's, it's beginning to just some things are going on going on in, on your inside and you're like what's going on that's how it feels this is the only way for a believer this is the only way for a believer to be able to stand the test of time to where God is taking us to. So if God is taking you to a place that is high, he begins to prepare you for the journey. Like the way he was preparing King David in the palace before he became a king. God was preparing him for the journey. He was preparing him. If we look at the story of Esther, before they were all taken to go and see the king the bible makes us understand that they had to go through some beauty process they had to go through some process of you know beauty of things making sure that their faces are good making sure they go through some different things so there is always a process for wherever god is taking you to and the process pruning process can be very painful because it involves the use of a tool <laughs> sometimes it's like it's like God is streaming, is streaming and taking and removing and taking out things that is that's that's not supposed to be there. God is like our goldsmith. I usually say before gold become became what it is today. Like if you see a fine, beautiful gold, you're like this gold is beautiful. Why? Because it stood the test of fire. So in order for you to become that gold or whoever God whatever god has destined for you to become you have to pass through this phase of pruning this is a phase where nobody ever likes we are we are so quick to rush out of this phase lots of times in this phase people lots of people complain lots of people we, we are not we have to we have to be discerning the type of prayers we pray in this in the phase of pruning is a prayer of grace and strength it's not a prayer of father take me out of it in jesus name father take it out take it out take it out take me out of this season i don't want this season no the bible makes us understand that the sons of issachar understood times and seasons so we see jesus telling going from is the true vine to his father and talking and then he's telling us about the uh, about the branches then he's telling us about the fruits then he's telling us how we have to bear more fruits it's taking us from one stage to another stage praise the lord and in this pruning phase this pruning phase is a phase is a phase that refines you it's a phase that shows you yourself it's a phase that shows you what's on your inside that is not supposed to be there it's a phase that begins to open your eyes to see who you've become what god is not happy about what god is taking out what god is pruning is a phase where you realize that when, when you thought you had patience you had none is a phase where you realize that when you thought you had love you had none or when you thought that oh i have no 
God is my all in all. God is all that I need. And when, when, when you go through a phase of having nothing, like having nothing in your bank account, <laughs> and then you're like, you begin to fidget, you begin to get fearful, anxious. And then you see how money had become an idol in your life. It's a face that God opens your eyes to see. Praise the Lord. That's why it's not it's not advisable to leave that phase because the pruning phase is a phase where surgical operations are done spiritually. Where things are taken out and things are replaced for your fruitfulness. So you can bear more fruit. Because God is seeing that you are bearing fruit. But now he's saying there is more. So let me prune you because there is more. And why is he pruning us for more fruits? Because there's going to be more work to be done ahead. And the pruning phase is not a one-time thing. Some people think that, oh, it's just for this season and the rest of the season is fine. They think that the, the, the life of a believer is a bed full of roses. No, it's not a bed full of roses. Is a bed full, filled with dying to yourself, dying to things, dying to, to anger, dying to pride, dying to selfishness, dying to all of these things that are not being glorified, dying to trying to prove to people, dying to, dying to lots of things. It has to die. Because where God is taking you, flesh cannot dwell there where god is taking you the things that are in you right now cannot cannot withstand where god is taking you to so in that place of pruning god begins to do his surgical operation in you that's why you feel like it's like all your walls are crumbling now that's when a believer feels like god hates me or god does not like me or god is not even listening to me god does not love me it's in that pruning phase lots of times god even tells you oh call this person and encourage them oh and you're like is it when i'm not feeling okay there was a time i was going through like like lots of things in my life at that at, at that moment <laughs> and i went to meet god in prayer and i was just talking to god and i was praying and i was i was i was literally crying in my closet because i love to pray in the closet and i heard the lord say send this message to someone and encourage them and i'm like what do you mean what <laughs> he said to me i was like i'm here crying and bawling my eyes out because of how i feel and how things are going for me and you're telling me to call and encourage somebody you're telling me to go and hug that person like seriously and in that moment i realized that <laughs> i thought i had the whole love but god is still working on me to you know show love and show compassion despite of my state at that time that's why i said god has not called us to be nice he has called us to what to show love to be kind praise the lord so it's in that pruning phase that everything that is not of god dies everything that is not of god is being taken away everything that is not of god has to be removed and has to be taken out it's not a phase that is palatable but at the end of the day whosoever has decided to surrender themselves or to surrender themselves to that phase in the at the end of the day they will definitely see the results at the end of the day they will see the results now the results is going to be seen in hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 let's go to hebrews real quick hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 yeah hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 it says 
for the moment for the moment all discipline seems painful rather rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it so god also disciplines us it disciplines us so that so it won't get spoiled it disciplines us it prunes that's what it does it prunes it's not a it's not a it's not a it's, it's not an irresponsible father it's a very responsible father <clears throat> a responsible father is not a father that gives you everything you ask for every time a good father or a good parent will not give their child whatsoever they want if for example your six-year-old child comes to meet you and says hey dad hey mom or hey auntie hey uncle and he says i i want a car i want to go and drive your car right now and maybe your car is outside and he takes your key right i want to go and drive your car right now and you see him with the key what will you do you chase him down to grab that key because you know once he gets into that car he can kill himself right the same way god will not make us have things that we have not been trained for trained to handle if you've not been trained to handle something the lord will not give it to you he is that responsible he is that loving to withhold things from you that he knows can kill you lots of us are praying in our prayer closet for blades you'll give is it if your child if your one-year-old daughter or son asks you for a blade right now Will you, will you give them like once you see them approaching a knife or, or anything sharp that you know can cost them an injury you definitely wouldn't give them because you know it can injure them lots of us we think that we are we think we are wiser than god we think that we know better than god we think that okay we've planned all of this god this is my plan you're like god said we should have our plans written on the tablets and i've written my plans on my tablet and i've brought it to you these are my plans let it go like this in jesus name amen and then the plans don't go as we ask and we begin to cry we begin to murmur we begin to grumble we forget that in lots of our plans we are asking for a blade when god said it's not time for you to handle a blade we are asking for cars when god has when god is saying it's not time for you to handle a car i don't mean a car in the real literal sense i just mean things that we're already asking for that god is telling us it is not time yet. God will not give you again. God will not give you something that you have never been trained. You've never been trained for. I can't say I want to be an engineer when I have no idea. I don't even know how to really fix a furniture totally. Talk less of fixing a road. Like I find it hard to fix things. My best friend loves to fix things. Tony loves to just loves to fix different things. But my other best friend, Olamide, he doesn't have to fix anything. We are not fixers. But the person that is a fixer knows what to do. If you tell me to come and fix a furniture, I will spoil I will not, I will spoil it because I don't know how to do it. If you tell me to come and have to come and just like do an impromptu speaking, a public speaking, I love that because that's what that's what I, I realized God has blessed me with that gift by his grace. But if you tell someone else that is not that has not been trained with that, it's hard for them to just come and say they want to do it. Does that make sense? So God gives you what he has already trained you for. 
So if you're asking for things and it's like it's not coming forth, you have to look and see, am I have I have, have I been trained? If I'm giving that thing now, how will I how will I handle it? Have I been pruned for this for the season that I am saying I want? Have I been pruned? Have I been trained? Have I been cultivated? Have I been trimmed? Have I gone through all of this process before I ask for what I want? Am I connected to the vine? Am I connected to a vine or am I connected to the true vine? Am I connected to the life giver? Am I connected to the source of strength, source of life? Remember, it says that a vine, a vine has a plant that needs support. A vine has a, is a plant or no, not a plant. A vine is a plant whose stem needs support. We are the stem or branches and we need support of Jesus. We can never do anything by ourselves. You cannot rely on your strength. You cannot rely on your wisdom. There's a way that might seem right to you, but the end thereof is destruction. The fact that a lot of people are going that way does not mean that is the way God has called you to be as a believer. Does not, does not mean that's the way God has called you to be as a child of God. You see other children of God or you see other people that claim to be believers doing other things that are outside the nature of Christ. Does not mean you should also join them. Does not mean you should behave according to the way they behave. We need to look at, fix our eyes on the true vine. Fix our eyes on Jesus. The scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher. Don't allow Jesus to only be an author in your life and not allow him to finish it. The scripture was where I think where Paul was telling the people that why do you want to start in the spirit and end in the flesh? Lots of us have started our Christian life and our walk with Jesus, with Jesus being in the boat with us. But at the end of days, like we took out Jesus and decided to bring Jonah into the boat. I have a <laughs> there's actually a um let's like say yeah a recording of my podcast on this who like it says who is in your boat lots of us we cast out jesus from our boat and decide to bring in decide to bring in jonah or other people or other things where jesus is satan is not permitted to dwell there where jesus is darkness is not permitted to dwell there does that make sense so if you are a child of light if truly the true vine is on the inside of you you will act like a child of light the bible says we should act like children of light act like children of light because you have the light on the inside of you you have the true vine the one that gives life to branches it says the bible says that you have been called to be like a sheep in the midst of wolves God already told us that this world is definitely wolves that are there. But he's saying, he's telling us that, for he has called us to be a sheep in the midst of wolves. God already knew, he already knew from the beginning that this world is filled with darkness. That's why he has called us to be light. But you can only be light when the light is living on the inside of you. The Bible says in John 1, 1, being of the word, the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It was with God in the beginning. 
in him everything was made and without him was nothing made that was made in him was light and the light is the life of mankind his light is our life his life is our light in him was life and his life was the light of mankind his life is our light so if you want to shine you have to stay connected to the true vine which is jesus you have to allow him be your support system you cannot have different types of support systems you cannot say i want to have the support system of the world and the support system of god you cannot say i want to be a child of god and at the same time be a child of the devil you cannot serve two masters at a time you either you are you are either fully in jesus you are either walking with jesus listening to his songs and not opening your ears to demonic songs you are either listening to his songs the songs of his spirit the songs by his sound by his psalmist that he has raised in these days these are these are trying days the bible says that in the last days people will wax cold they will become lovers of themselves lovers of money they will forget their first love but the lord is reminding us here right now that we should come back to him we should come back to him come back to the one that created you whatsoever you are looking for outside everything you're looking for outside is already in christ i'm a living testament and a testimony of the love of god i know what it means to grow in a house that knew Christ and then and then to stray away and then to come back again. It is not fun to stray away and then come back again. It's better to stay. But God is ready to receive you with open arms. He's ready to put light into your life. He's ready to make your life make sense. If you're doing all other things, excuse me, and you think that, excuse me, and you think that. All of these things are making sense. They are not making sense as long as they are not in Christ. Excuse me. They are not making sense as long as they are not in Christ. But once you have decided to fully give your life and to stay rooted in the vine, in the vine, and to stay rooted and to stay connected to the vine, you get the nutrients of the vine. You get everything that the vine has. For example, the story of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son left the house, the other son, when and then when he came back again, the other son was very, very upset when the father, you know, had a threw a big party for the prodigal son that came back. And the other son was like, Father, I've always stayed here with you. I've been faithful. I've been here. I've been seeking your face, doing all of these other things. But you never threw a party for me. Well, you threw a party for this other son for this other prodigal son and the father said hey son you've been here with me no doubt but everything that i possess you also possess which means that when we are in christ we possess everything that he has we have the authority that he has. Ephesians chapter 2 i think the sickness understand that god has raised us up with christ and seated us with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Him. In Him. In means it's a position. 
it's a position so when you say in jesus name in jesus name is beyond just saying in jesus name in jesus name does not mean your prayers will be answered the question is are you in his name let me expand shares more on that let's go to um john yes john again john john again let's go to john chapter 14 john chapter 14 verse 14 yes john 14 14 john 14 14 so it says um if you ask ask me anything in my name i will do it so what does it mean to be in his in his name in his name in his in his name is beyond just saying in jesus name is beyond just saying in jesus name i've prayed in his name means a relationship in his name means a relationship it means it's it, it it's a place in his name is a place is a position is a position so we don't just say in his name in in jesus name just because we want to say in jesus name as a child of god walking with christ is in you and you are in him in his name means you have the authority to command whatsoever you want to command and you get it done and it gets done because of the name of jesus because you are in him and jesus is inviting you today listening to me he's inviting you to be in him he's inviting you not to be outside of him again there's a song that says take me to the place where you are i don't want to worship from afar if you've been worshiping from afar this is the time to come fully this is the time to cast every other thing cast it cast it and come to jesus if you're struggling in your walk with the lord if you're struggling with in your walk with the lord ask the lord to help and surround yourself with people that you know that is fully in christ jesus that are fully in christ jesus that are walking with him because there are lots of false false believers and false followers of god today they're serving god tomorrow they're not don't be that type of child of god or that type of christian where when you post things on your instagram or social media the first part of your instagram posts or the first part of your status or your story is a bible verse the next part is something totally different the next part is like your curse words rubbish things you are listening to things that that are not of god don't be that type of christian don't be that type of christian don't be a christian where it's like you only you only serve God on Sundays. Don't be a don't be a convenient Christian. God, no doubt, has said the road will get tough. It says, but be of good cheer. It says, in this world you will have troubles. I love how Jesus just says it plainly. He does not even sugarcoat it. It makes it tells you upfront that in this world you have troubles. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's saying that he has overcome the world. And he's calling us to be in him. He's calling us to be connected to him. We are the branches. We are his arms. We are his feet. We are the ones that God wants to use to share his gospel, to bring light to nations. So if the Lord has kept something in your heart for you to do, I beseech you by the mercies of God, as um, Apostle Paul will say, I beseech you by the mercies of God, please obey swiftly. Because disobedience is rebellion. 
Allow yourself to go through the pruning. Allow yourself to go through the phase that the Lord is calling you to. Allow yourself to go through the process that God is calling you to, not a process that you've decided by yourself. People say, yeah, I hear people say, yeah, trust the process, not that, trust the process. But there are some processes where you are on your own. And there are processes where the Lord is the one taking you through it. So you trust God in the process he's taking you through. You trust God in the process he's taking you to taking you through so ask yourself what process am i on am i on the process i made for myself am i on the course on the route that i made for myself or i am on the route that god has destined and planned for me and i'm walking according to his times and seasons for my life and ask yourself this question is my life producing the fruits that god has said it should produce is it producing the fruits that the Lord has said it should produce? Am I in the vine? Am I in the true vine? Or have I made other things my vine? Have I made other things my vine? Have I made social media my standard? Have I made the compliments of people or what people say to be my standard? Ask yourself, have I made my athletic career my standard? Have I made, you know, just whatever you find yourself doing, have I made that my standard instead of Christ? And if the answer is yes, you've made all of those things your standards besides God, you need to run back to the Father. The Bible says that anyone that comes to Jesus, he will in no wise cast away, which means he will never cast you away. His arms are readily opened to receive whosoever comes to him. He's always open to receive. And if you're here, you have not given your life to Jesus. There is no way that you can produce fruit. If you're not walking the way he wants you to walk, if you're not in him fully, if you're not connected to him, there is no way that you can produce fruit. There is no way that you can be who God wants you to be without him, without him being your true vine and God being your vine dresser. You're coming to the end of um the live now and if you're here you want to give your life to jesus and you're ready for god to start his work in you um i want you to just say this prayer with me real quick lord jesus i thank you for life i thank you for making me in your image and in your likeness today i surrender my life to you and I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I renounce every idol. I renounce everything that I have made God in my life. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Today, I pledge allegiance to you. Today, I give my life in total submission to you. And I ask that you come into my life. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Help me to stay rooted and planted in you. Help me to stay connected to you. And I receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. If you said that prayer, welcome.
Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family of God. It is it's a beautiful family to be in. And um now that you've said the prayer, I want you to first of all get yourself a Bible. A Bible, a Bible, a Bible, a total package of the Bible that has both the Old Testament and the New Testament, okay? And find a Bible believing church. The church that believes in both the in, in 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 all parts of the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, the church that believes in the Bible, the whole total package of the Bible, and also surround yourself with those that are on the same journey with you. Surround yourself with people that have you know that are walking in the same light with you. And if you just give your life to Jesus Christ, please send me a DM on Instagram, letting me know that you just gave your life to Jesus Christ, and um. I can also um, help you with sources and things to help you in your growth in Christ. Um, it's very, very needful for us as young believers or as new converts to surround ourselves with those that are already grounded in the faith and just keep staying in God. Um, another thing I would say is in this new life, you have to discard everything that you were before in your old life. Because now you've accepted Jesus Christ and you have decided to make his home in your heart. This is the first way the Bible says that with a heart man believe and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. Praise the Lord. So you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now do not just make him your savior, also make him your Lord. What does it mean to make Jesus your Lord? Literally, he has the whole entirety part of your heart. He is he's sitting on the throne of your heart. That's what it means to make Jesus Lord. You include him in all of your daily decisions. You, you, you talk to him, you pray to him. Don't just make him your savior. Lots of people have made Jesus their savior, but not their Lord. But God is saying here that you should make him your Lord and your savior. Lord in the aspect of he decides everything that goes around in your life. Savior in the aspect of you cannot help yourself. He is the one to help you. He saved you from your sins. He died for you on the cross of Calvary. And he has come to help you to walk with him. Hallelujah. He died for your sins. He rose up again on the third day. And he, sent his, he ascended to heaven. And he sent his Holy Spirit to come here dwell in us. And he broke the yoke of sin over us. So that whoever accepts him has... has as his, as his Lord, as their Lord and personal Savior, will have that same life on the inside of him. Now that you're in Christ, you have the power to live above sin. He sends his Holy Spirit to come dwell in you. You ask for his Spirit. He sends the Holy Spirit to come dwell in you. And that comes also with the evidence of speaking in tongues to dwell in you so you can also walk with him on this journey. I beseech you, I pray, and I ask, like Paul, I beseech you by the mercies of God, <laughs> So surround yourself with people that are also on the same course with you. That helps you to grow better and to know God the more. Thank you all so much for joining us on the third edition of Finding Two Flames that was tagged or that's tagged. Did I say was or is? Whatever. That's tagged the true vine. I hope um, the Lord has been able to talk to you. I, I, it definitely spoke to me. I it showed me parts of the scripture that I never saw. I never saw it that way earlier, but God uh, definitely has spoken to me. And I hope he has spoken to you too. Please keep staying in God, no matter what comes. Please, I beseech you. 
let the lord be your support keep staying in him allow yourself to go through the pruning phase according to the word of god in john 15 that we looked at john 15 verse 1 to verse um 3 is where we really looked at today um keep staying in god remember a branch that does not bear fruits will be cut down while a branch that's bearing fruits will be pruned so allow yourself to be in that pruning phase and if you're in a pruning phase right now i believe this is also a confirmation from god saying that he has given you the grace to bear every sort of pruning because of where he's taking you to god doesn't want you to crash land i always use the um, instance of a plane when a pilot knows that a plane isn't good to fly at that moment the plane is left on the floor so it can be serviced and taken care of because if that plane flies it will definitely crash land do not be a faulty plane flying because god wants to deal with every faultiness in your life because he loves you so much he will let you stay and he will let you wait before you fly because he loves you so much he will want you to stay and wait do not be a faulty plane flying so allow yourself to stay to seek his face, to wait to be worked on, to be pruned. And I know that the Lord will definitely help you as you walk with him. Let's pray quickly. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for showing us your word. Thank you for sharing your word and for bringing light into the hearts of men. I pray for every person that has listened, that has tuned in, or that will tune in later. I pray, O oh Lord, that you just have your way in their lives. Help us to, to stay connected in you. Help us to bear fruits. Help us to produce fruits that will last. Fruits that will last, Lord. We don't want to have the fruits of the enemy. We don't want to, we don't want to have the fruits of the flesh. But we want to have the fruit of the Spirit, Lord. Help us to keep staying connected to you. Help us not to make other things our vine. Help us to know that you are the true vine. And in these last days, we pray that you give us the grace to stand as soldiers, to work for you, to walk with you, to see things the way you see. Give us the grace to, to be strengthened. Give us the grace to do what you've called us to do. Give us the grace to obey. In the name of Jesus, I pray for any person here that feels like you've called them to do something and they don't know how to do it i pray for clarity and i pray for grace i pray for fresh strength in the name of jesus i pray that you begin to fill them with wisdom knowledge understanding in the name of jesus thank you abba father for those that have accepted you as their lord and savior i pray you help them to keep walking with you in the name of jesus thank you amazing god thank you for grace thank you for strength Thank you for every impartation you've had and you've done tonight in our lives. Hallowed be your name. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay. We've come to the end of Finding Two Flames, the third edition. The fourth edition is also coming up. <laughs> I know March is March. March is still is a, a bit far, but it's not it's not still not far yet. <laughs> we thank God. Um, amen. And you too. And you too, Dennis. Yeah. Amen. And you too. So I'll see y'all again. March by the grace of God. If Jesus tarries, please keep staying in God. Keep staying in Him. Keep walking. He has a plan for your life. He loves you so so much. He does not want to see you. Okay, I'm getting goofy now, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to see you go astray, okay? He loves you so much, and 
have a be- beautiful night keep staying in god i don't i keep emphasizing on that keep staying in god keep staying in him in him in him in him that's where you find everything that you need in life i realize that the more you stay in god he begins to give you all your needs to the point where even your wants are also met like have you ever noticed like lots of things i've needed god has always provided to the point where even my wants those little things are saying I guess I, I guess I want it. I kind of want it, and they'll just come my way, even when I don't even, I don't really like crave for them. So it's beautiful, and it pays to serve Jesus. Remember, the life of a Christian is not just all bed of roses. You're gonna go through things, but His grace is sufficient. I pray the Lord will help us all in Jesus' name. I love you both. I love you all. <laughs> what am I saying? Signing out of FIF, the third edition, Fan Into Flames, Tag, The True Vine. We'll be here again next month by the grace of God. Remember, you can also listen to this um, episode on Abba's Word Podcast. All you have to do is go on Instagram, type Abba's Word Podcast, and you can follow the page. Although I've not been so active on there as much, but by the grace of God, I'll try to be active on there um this year but you can always listen to this rec to this um episode on amazon music on spotify on um on um google podcast on apple Podcasts. oh thank you holy spirit i totally forgot all the old places they were but this is like this is exactly where it is so just go on any on any um listening platform you always listen to your podcast on or anything or music search for abba's word Abba's Word podcast. You'll definitely find it. The Word of God is spirit and life. All of the all of the episodes I've been able to record like eleven episodes on there for the past two years. I've not been so consistent, but the Lord will help me to be more consistent this year. And having faith every month, you definitely see the recorded episode on um, Abba's Word podcast. So feel free to go and listen to all episodes that have that God has spoken um, and taught us different things on and. Soak yourself in them. I pray the Lord will help us. See you next time, next month. I love you all and stay in God. Bye. Bye. Love you. Okay, I need to end this thing now. I don't want to keep talking. Bye, guys.